Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. One thousand homeless people, and not even permanently. <laughs> I'm going to tell you at the bottom of the hour. But first, my good friend Scott Jennings is back, political consultant. Uh, he has worked in the Bush administration. He has helped some of the most powerful uh, Republicans get elected, both state and nationally. And he is probably the most cutting and witty conservative to ever grace the airwaves of CNN. Scott, welcome back, sir. How are you, bud? Man, good to hear your voice. I'm doing great, and Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. You as well, and Happy New Year. What's your re- What's your resolution? Do you Do you do resolutions? You got one? Oh gosh, you know I try not to because I I uh, I you know, about halfway through the year when you realize you haven't kept it, then you start beating yourself up. But maybe <laughs> maybe. I'll have a resolution to be a little nicer to Hunter Biden on television. Now, I've okay. not been terribly nice to him. Maybe I'll be nicer and have show more grace to Hunter. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you heard Tim Dillon's bit on that on Joe Rogan's podcast about, yeah, we should be more understanding. And then he goes into the whole, he, you know, what he was doing in, in, in the videos and everything. And it's just like, oh, my God. Big collective eye roll. Um, well, and I, I don't do resolutions either, by the way. I do assessments because it's like if I can figure out there's something needs to be changed that'll make my life better i should do it now not wait till the end of the year you know but we all reassess because the calendar changes um and i'm sure there's some political folks reassessing right now when they see these poll numbers for joe biden i'm just wondering when they're gonna pull the plug on him and his robot that's malfunctioning and plug in uh, gavin newsom's hair what is going on with the democrats well, I, I think uh, there are a lot of Democrats right now who are kind of in freak out about uh, where Joe Biden stands as we head into the into the actual year of the election. Of course, my colleague at CNN, David Axelrod, who was Obama's uh, principal advisor in his campaigns and in the White House, has sounded the national alarm, which, of course, caused uh, President Biden to call him a, a profane name, right, right. <laughs> which then leaked into the press. Right. It's funny. Axe, I was I was teasing Axe about it. And he said, you don't understand. In politics, that's not an insult. That's actually a compliment to be called. <laughs> but, 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 his, but his point is you cannot, and James Carville has made the same point, is you cannot put your head in the sand right. here and pretend like everything's fine because it's, it's not fine. Now, you know, I've contended it's just too late for Democrats to do anything here unless Joe Biden himself makes an announcement and says, I have reconsidered this. Am not going to be a candidate and won't nomination. At that point, the party can swing into action. But you know, I, Dean Phillips, give me a break. I mean, there, nothing's going to happen electorally, right? So it would really be up to the president himself and and the and the people around him to say, 
hey, man. And uh, now there have been other Democrats like John Fetterman, who honestly I've been pleasantly honest with lately. Right. He's, he's, right. You know, they finally put a suit on that guy and he all of a sudden he makes a lot of sense. Right. And uh, and and but he is he said we got to rally around Joe Biden. So not all Democrats are freaking out. But but you're right. A lot of the professional operative class Democrats are in, in a freakout mode about the state of his candidacy. What would make Biden do that? What would make him come forward and say, it, would it be the impeachment inquiry gets a little too close to the truth? And I see, I, I don't think so. I, I think that actually makes it makes him want to stay and fight. I think that's true about, well, it was true about Donald Trump. I right, mean, when he got right. impeached twice, you know, he didn't really fold, you know, he doubled down and, and was even more determined than ever to, to, uh, uh, to be a political force. I, I think to me, when you're in the situation he's in, somebody just has to be honest with him. I've wondered before in this White House, who's actually honest with Joe Biden? Right. Who says to him, you know, hey, man, <laughs> this is bad or, you know, that was good and this was bad. I mean, who, who gives him at the end of the oh, day? It's Karine Jean-Pierre. It's Karine Jean-Pierre. She clearly is a straight shooter. <laughs> man, if that's your if that's the if that's the end of the day, last word on it. But that, that's, that explains a lot about where the where the polling stands. Does, but, you know, there's been there was reporting this year about how poorly he treats the White House staff and all of his advisors and how angry he is and these angry outbursts yeah. that he engages in. And so. You do wonder, like, you know, you're the president. You've got all these high-level people around you. Do any of them feel like they can tell you the truth about your situation? You get the feeling sometimes that maybe that's not the case in this White House. Yeah, well, he's just a terrible person. I mean, I don't mean to be judgmental, but he's just a terrible person. I mean, you look at the years of corruption and lies. You know, there's that video from ABC, NBC, CBS, the big three back in the 1980s, all pronouncing his political career dead because he was caught red-handed plagiarizing and lying. I mean, lying about being the top of his class when he was at the bottom, lying about multiple degrees when he barely had one. You know, so he's just a bad person. And so it doesn't surprise me that in, in private, he acts like a bad person. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. And regardless about how you might feel about him as a person, he's been a terrible president. <laughs> There's I that mean, too. I mean, the decision, the decisions have been terrible. But the principle, what was the principal promise? I'm going to eliminate the chaos. Right. I'm the adult, the, the old saying, the adults are back in charge. I mean, right. does anybody feel like we're less chaotic right. in the world or America today than we were? Does anybody feel like the adults? Or somewhere, you know, pulling the levers and pulling the strings. Of course they don't. When you look at the decisions that have been made on uh, the economy that led to this massive inflation, the hot spots around the world, when you look, my gosh, at the southern border, there are no adults. There are lots of children. Uh, and when you look at the condition of the Democratic Party and it's in the in the um, the infection of anti-Semitism on the left. Yeah, this is chaos. Yeah. These are not adults. These are kids uh, running the show over there. And it really shows, and the American people have noticed. We're, we're talking with Scott Jennings, CNN. That makes me wonder, wonder this out loud, and, and let's conjecture on this. But in my entire lifetime, Scott, I have seen every president in my lifetime go through periods where their poll numbers were rocky, and every single time they did a pivot. Uh, Clinton was the master of the political pivot. Um, you know, Bush did political pivots. Even Obama did political pivots. And it was so clear that the public will was against the things that he was doing. He made changes. Subtle, didn't brag about them, but made changes. This is not happening with this administration. It's almost as if 
every time a new poll comes out, they look the American people in the eye and tell them, you're too stupid to realize how good what we're doing for you is. And then they double down on an agenda the American people hate. From climate change to banning gas-powered cars and across the gamut. They double down on the things the American people hate. Why is that? What's driving that refusal to pivot? Yeah, that is a great historical point you make about all these presidencies. And, of course, what do they all have in common? These people were all reelected. They knew the political value of getting back to the center or making a compromise that the American people would appreciate. I think what Biden must assume is that there are no more persuadable people, that you just have to turn out your base, whatever that means to the Democrats these days. And, by the way, it means some ugly things. But you have to turn out your base and hope the other guy's base is depressed. What he ought to do to your is take your advice and pivot on a couple of issues. Number one, and first and foremost, because it's laying there for him to do it, is immigration in the southern border. Right. He ought to be crawling up Pennsylvania Avenue on his hands and knees, telling Speaker Johnson and the Republican I will and the Democrats, I will literally sign anything you put in front of me. I just need I need to tell the American people right. that I have that I have signed something to stem this crisis, to stop this flow, and to and to show the American people I've got it under control. This would be the quickest yeah. and easiest pivot. And, and by the way, on a problem that is dragging him down. I mean, you've got like 70-plus percent of the American people who say this is a failure. Yeah. He has failed here, and this is a crisis. What would you do if I said, hey, you have a crisis in your life. What are you going to do about it? You would say, I should probably tackle that. I should not ignore it. Mm -hmm. He needs a deal. He should go get a deal. The other area where he could really use a deal is something on the economy. Because if you look at all the numbers, people know that he's failed on the economy. There's nostalgia for what the economy was under Donald Trump. And it would be to give his left flank some tough love, which is we got to stop spending so much money. Yeah, That's really what has led to the downfall of Joe Biden as it relates to how people have viewed his economic policies. Oh, that's a great point. Um, this started, a, it was interesting what car- started a conversation. My wife and I were um, doing a road trip yesterday around our beautiful state. I live in Colorado. And um, we passed this vehicle that had a bumper sticker that said RFK Jr. 2024. And it started this interesting conversation between my wife and I. And I told her, I said, you know, there's some people that think that he's going to take votes away from Trump. There's others that think he'll take mostly votes away from Biden. And my point was, I said, I think it's more, you know, he'll take votes from both. But I think it's more unbalanced Biden because I think there's some Democrats, rank and file Democrats, who won't say anything publicly. But they're terrified of those ugly things you just mentioned are part of the Democrat base now. The anti-Semitism, the Antifa, the burning of small businesses, the silencing of, of opposition, and, and, and some of these crazy things. But they're, they're never going to go to the right. They're never going to never gonna go for a, a Republican. They're never going to go for a Trump. But they might go for a guy like RFK Jr. And I wonder what, how that might affect that guy running as an independent in this race. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I think he's going to take mostly from Biden. I yeah. mean, maybe there's a handful of folks that want to do something other than Trump. But I think Trump's base senses vindication and it, it, that it is, might be at hand here. And so, you know, why would you why would you hop off the, the right. team that you've been trying for all these years when you're close to scoring and winning touchdowns? I really don't think Trump's going to leak too much to these third parties, whether it's RFK or anybody else. But I think it's more than RFK. 
mean, there are thousands of people in and around, I don't know, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, and other sort of liberal enclaves in uh, uh, swing states that might vote for a Cornell West. There are some people out there, some disaffected voters who, you know, uh, college educated, you know, moderate, that maybe even consider themselves conservative on some things that went for Biden in 2020. Definitely didn't get what they were promised, some moderate deal maker. That's not true. Maybe they go for a, a no labels candidate that hops on somewhere. So whether it's RFK or any of these other third parties, the candidate who's going to suffer is Biden. It is clear in all the polling. If you look at the head to head with Trump, you know, semi close, you throw these third parties on and you've got Joe Biden in the mid 30s, the yeah. sitting president of the United States in the mid 30s with any and other people. Are, yeah, with just yet. Yeah, when, so when you give people who are so angry extra doors to go out of, yeah. well, who are they angry at? They're not angry at Trump. He's not in office. They're right. angry with the current president and his policies and they're they're scrambling for any door they can get out of really great point how big a mistake before i let you go how big a mistake has it been for colorado um and now um the secretary of state of maine with without even at least in colorado they had a sham court that 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 gave them some cover but but it, it, not that that matters but in maine it was just an arbitrary decision by the secretary of state how big of a mistake is that for the hard left to be playing that card in this in this election season well, look, I guess it depends on your motivation. I mean, they claim that they think Trump is bad for democracy. And so in order to save the Constitution, I guess they've decided they have to destroy it, <laughs> which is, right. you know, basically what they're doing. But, but of course, what does it do? The impact is it, it galvanizes Donald Trump's base. I mean, heck, even Chris Christie, who's running the most anti-pain in the Republican primary, is saying you shouldn't take him off the ballot. We settle our differences at the ballot box. And so... Once again, they have made a rallying cry inside the Republican Party on the right for Donald Trump when one did not previously exist. We've seen this time and again with all of his legal issues. But on this one, it does seem like pure politics. And my assumption is the United States Court is going to punt this into the sun and incinerate it. And that's going to give Donald Trump a huge victory. I mean, heck, they could punt this thing 9-0. And it's going to make Trump look like, you know, he is being picked on. So... I feel like this whole thing is going to backfire all the way around. Yeah, uh, and and I think the I think the professional Democrats, the people who understand impacts on campaigns, must be just shaking their heads right now, saying, "What are they doing?" I have a friend who's not really inclined to be for Trump. He lives in New York City. He was a Republican back in the day, but not really. And after the main decision the other night, he, first text I got was from him, and it said, "They're going to make me vote for Trump again, aren't they?" Wow. <laughs> and, and, wow. and I. But how many people do you know like that? Yeah. There's a bunch of them that say, ah, I don't know, Trump, Trump, I didn't love everything about Trump for whatever it is. Yeah. And then they look at this chaos and they look at these partisans and they look at these liars and they look at and they look at the, the manipulation of the system and they say, yep, I, they're driving me back into Trump's arms. I yeah. think that's the net effect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's, a, it's a big mistake. But they as the left is always odd to do, they overplay their hand. And then they get bit by it. And let's hope that happens in 2024, because I don't think we can stand another four years of Joe Biden or or any of the other um, possibly handpicked um, acolytes of the left, like a like a Gavin Newsom's hair. Listen, buddy, it's always great talking to you again. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, from the big network to come and talk with us. Thanks, Leland. Take care, pal. All right. Have a good one. You know, a couple things. Um and, and I can say this as a as a sort of a non bound arbiter. Like I I've been very honest with you guys that uh, I would take Trump over what we have right now any day, nine ways from Sunday. Um, I will I will not 
waste my vote if it doesn't make a difference. Um, and will happily vote for Orange Man Bad again if my choice is him and anyone currently in the Democrat field, even though I'm not a Republican. But I think kind of what sparked that conversation with Scott was that I think there's a lot of Democrats out there that are, I, I, I think they're really good people. They're misguided politically, so we disagree on the size of government and all that, but they're not, they're not communists. They're not Marxists. And I think they're terrified of what their political party has become. And I think that's also true of some Republicans, by the way, you know, that like they're really good people. They're just they're not interested in dictating social stuff to people and dictating people's lives on the social side. But, you know, they're terrified of 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 what things might be down the road. I I think there's a palpable sense amongst the populace that something is off. Did you did you ever. I know this has happened to you because it's happened to all of us. You have that person in your circle that's toxic, and you know that they are saying one thing to your face, and they're doing another behind the scenes, and they might be, you know, rallying people against you or creating situations, pitfalls for you to fall into. I mean, we've all been in situations where we're involved in a group of people, and Somebody is just not what they seem. But if you notice, they're usually very good at covering their tracks, and they're very good at at not doing anything that allows you to just straightforward prove what they've done. That is the 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 leadership of the Democratic Party in America today. They are gaslighting the American people, and they run around saying things like. Trump is bad for democracy, so we're going to take him off the ballot, right? And and it defies the definition of self-government, right? I mean, let's just set aside that we're not a democracy, that we're a representative republic. It's a form of democratic government. It's not a full-on democracy. But when we say democracy, we're typically talking about our system of self-governance. The idea that there would be someone in an elite cabal, in a powerful group that is trying to preserve democracy by not giving you a choice because they don't trust what you would do with the information to make a choice, There's those two things can't coexist, right? Th- those two things, you can't... Democracy, as the Democrats are stating it, can't coexist... In a place where there's a cabal that gets to decide what our choices will be. It, 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 it's, it's an oxymoron. It's a contradiction of terms. It's a cognitive dissonance. And did you know that there is proof that they meddled in the elections because they bragged about it after 2020? And I'm going to take you back in the Wayback Time Machine and read you their own words about this. When we continue, plus the homelessness cost to you and your bottom line, next, 630 KL, Denver Stock Station. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D, to 57739. No one, no one on this show or on this radio station is trying to manipulate your feelings. You can have your say. 630K, How Denver's Talk Station. I'm Leland Conway. Do um, you remember how I, I mentioned earlier, I said it's it's kind of like when you when you have somebody in the room that's telling you one thing, but you know behind your back they're doing something totally different. It's called gaslighting, too, by the way. It's like trying to foist the blame on you for something that they're doing, that kind of thing. Here's an example of that. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday. She was asked, well, what about all the... The people that just, they can't really, I mean, look at Biden's poll numbers. What about all the people that are are upset because the economy really sucks? How do you explain the groups that have supported Joe Biden for so long, Democrats for so long, now kind of looking around, actually? not. By the way, when he says the groups, what he's talking about is he's talking about the fact that minorities are fleeing from Biden in droves. He's talking about a recent poll that showed that African-American males support Trump in the majority. Like, the majority of African-American males want to vote for Trump. He's talking about the fact that Hispanics, African-Americans, are leaving the support of the Democratic Party in droves. That's what he's talking about. When he says groups that have traditionally uh, supported the Democrats, it's because their coalition is falling apart. And among young voters, too, not just that they're looking at, at Donald Trump, but they're looking at other choices by the way, again, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt because it's my show and I can. Um, this is what I'm talking about, too, by the way. There are a lot of Democrats who are not what we see in the media. There are a lot of Democrats who are good, wholehearted people. We might disagree with them on the size of government, whether it should be universal health care or different things like that, right? Like, we can disagree on those things. It doesn't make you un-American if you disagree with me on that. There are a lot of Democrats, rank-and-file Democrats, who are looking at what's happening and they're going, holy hell, this is a mess. And so they're looking around for anything. Now, they may not vote for Orange Man Bad, but they are not going to vote for a malfunctioning dead robot either. How do you explain them sort of straying from this president from the Democratic Party? So I'm going to get, I'm going to be super mindful of 2024 as we're stepping, as we're into an, an election year. Look, we understand what the American people went through these past three years, right? We came out of a pandemic, right? A pandemic that we haven't seen in a hundred years. By the way, a pandemic that it was your party's reaction to it. If, if you aren't, aren't capable of seeing that Biden was elected from his basement as part of a, constri- a contrived scheme of fear, manipulation, and misinformation put on by big tech, the mainstream media, Democrat politicians, and, uh, um, uh, and, and, and Hollywood, and the alphabet agencies within our own government, you're just blind as a bat. And when the president walked in, the economy was upside down. Geez, why was that? Why was the economy upside down? Because Democrat governors like Polis McPhemey wear a damn mask, you bastard. Right? All across the country, Gavin Newsom's hair literally shut their states down 
trying to drive this panic. They deliberately tripped the economy because that was the one thing that Trump had going for him in the polls. His economy was freaking crushing it. It was crushing it. And so we get it. We get that it's going to take a little bit of time for folks to feel what the Bidenomics has been able to do. That's not something that I'm saying. That's something that economists have said, right? It takes a little bit of time. But doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that the president's not going to continue to work. Define a little bit of time because Trump got in office and within a year the economy was turning around. This malfunctioning robot has been in office for almost four years now, and they're telling us a little time? But she's gaslighting, right? She's like, oh, you're too stupid to understand how great Binomics is for you. This is an example of the gaslighting that I was telling you about. You're just too dumb to know how it... You're going off your feelings. This is the one time the Democrats don't want you to go off your feelings, right? Everything else, it's about your feels, But this, well, you're going off your feelings. (laughs) So let me go back to what what I promoted before we got to the bottom of the hour newscast there. This tweet actually comes from a a Twitter dude that I follow called DC Drano. So I can't take credit for what he says here. And I don't agree with every single word, but it's a really well thought out kind of point. Since 2024 is finally here, four years ago, we watched as Biden proudly launched the most extensive voter fraud organization in history. That's true. Um, and he quoted that because because President Biden actually said that it was a misstatement, but it was true behind the fact. So we saw mathematically impossible vote spikes in swing states in the dead of night with no GOP observers and zero FBI investigations. Also true. We watched the Uniparty brag about the entire Operation in Time magazine weeks after they banned Trump off of all social media, and we waited. We waited while the borders were dissolved, our troops were killed in Afghanistan, wars were started in the Ukraine and Israel, and Xi Jinping got a red carpet rollout in San Francisco after he unleashed COVID on the world and his spy balloons crossed American skies untouched. We endured vaccine mandates, mask mandates, and the sexual grooming of children in schools. We watched our biggest city slide into crime-ridden hell holes. Well, now it's our time. 2024 is the year we leave everything on the field. And we, we take this country back from Marxist fascists hell-bent on destroying us from within. The odds are certainly stacked against us, but every great victory in American history has started that way. Let's write the most incredible chapter in the history books together. Let's save our country from Marxist evil. Now... The reason why I read that to you is I want to go back. If you think that we're fooling around when we say that Time Magazine had an article in which they bragged about how they swayed the election, how they threw the election, how they meddled in the election, I'm going to read you their own words. This is from Time Magazine, shortly after the 2020 election. Quote, that's why the participants want the secret history of 2020 election untold. Excuse me, election told. That's why the participants want the participants. You'll get we'll get to that in a second. That's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it and they believed the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. That is the most Orwellian thing I think I've ever read. 
And you have to understand that the leadership of the Democrat Party, and I want to separate, again, I think there's rank-and-file Democrats that are very nervous about the situation the country is in right now. But the leadership of the Democratic Party believes this full-heartedly, and this was real. They, they actually bragged in Time Magazine about what they did. And they told you, we did it because you're too stupid to make the decision on your own. We saved democracy from you. Again, that's, that's a statement that's incongruous with the truth. Like, it can't, it can't, it can't, it can't compute. Right, You can't simultaneously hold that the sky is blue and the sky is red. It's one or the other. They're trying to say to you that they are saving democracy by destroying it. And that's not just a cliche that we hear on Fox News, although it is, but it's real. It's a factual statement. You cannot hold it. One of the one of the things to, you know, one of the ways to tell if somebody is intelligent or not is if they can hold two opposing views in their head at the same time. Now, that doesn't mean that you walk around as a contradiction. It means that you steel man your arguments. It means that you intellectually are capable of understanding the this hypocrisy that exists in our world and understanding the two sides of a story and so on and so forth, right? But there's a line that gets crossed at some point where it goes from being an intellectual and being intelligent to where you're just playing crazy. And that's when you literally hold diametrically opposed views in your head that are incompatible with each other. And this is one of those moments, right? It is incompatible to say, I'm going to save democracy by destroying it. It is incompatible with the concept of democracy to say that I am not going to let you have all of the information. I am not going to let you make a decision on your own. I am not going to let you. Do you remember the article that came out? I I think it was the New York Times, but don't quote me on that, where they they literally said that, quote, um, doing your own research leads to what was it it leads to ah it leads to misinformation or so anyway the point was what they were trying to say during the 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 pandemic and this was a theme that they would say is that doing your own research leads to false information you're not capable of doing your own research okay so we're we're being told to our face right standing underneath of a bright blue sky that the sky is red That's what they're saying. They're saying we are going to protect democracy from the fact that you're too stupid to make the right decision in a Democratic vote. And they bragged about having done that in the 2020 election. There is no other explanation. We have 225 plus years of electoral history in this country. And not once... Not once in the history of 46 presidents, not once has a single one of those presidents won election by not campaigning until now. Not once has someone garnered 81 million votes by sitting in their basement doing only TV interviews as a campaign. It's never happened. Why did it happen this time? It happened this time because damaging stories about that man in his basement were not allowed to see the light of day because of agencies within our own government, because of private sector companies in big tech, and because of private sector companies in big media. They spiked stories that were damaging to that person 
because they didn't trust what you would do with that information because they made a unilateral decision on their own that the other guy was worse. And they tried to pass that off as that they were heroes defending democracy. These two incompatible ideas cannot be held at the same time. They are liars. And they're bragging about the fact that they weighed in on the election and they swayed it. They 100% affected the outcome of it through a series of cheating and a series of other maneuvers that literally stymied democracy. And they did it because they decided that you weren't smart enough to decide for yourself. And that's what happened with Colorado and the Supreme Court taking Trump off the ballot. It's what happened in Maine. It's what they're going to try to do in other states as this pandemonium continues. Man, brace yourself because 2024 is going to be fascinating. All right. I have the cost of homeless housing for a thousand people even though temporary to the taxpayers bottom line this is absurd i'll tell you that next 630 k how denver's talk station yeah but the problem joe pags i love joe pags problem is that a lot of people are moving to other states which is fine but they're they're trying to make those other states what they left. That's that's the problem. I mean, I'm a transplant, right? But the only thing I'm trying to change in Colorado is freedom. That's it. Just want it back. That's it. I don't want to change you or what you think or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but there's a lot of people that come here and they go, you know what we need? We need a plastic bag ban. Yep. We'll text the show directly, 57739, 57739. You can jump into conversation. Text Leland to 57739. Uh-oh, I need to refresh my uh, little link here because, oh, Lord, it's um, it expired. All right, there we go. Yeah, I love this. Um, Leland, we are not a democracy. Okay, I, I, I'm going to give this person who texted a benefit of the doubt that they weren't listening to the entire conversation. Uh, when I said that we are not a democracy, we are a representative republic which is a democratic form of government for the sake of simplicity. When we talk about this, we will refer to it as democracy because that is what the left is calling it when they claim to be trying to save it. Okay. All right. And that's okay. I understand you get people get in and out of the car. Um, so on and so forth. Leland, it's past 5 p.m. in New York. Where's the release of the Epstein client list? So sick that not one child rapist on the Epstein client list has been arrested, says Alexa. Well, it's out. I haven't been able to verify if what I've seen on the Internet is real or not. Um, I actually spent some time today looking for it to see what was real and verified. And that's you got to be really careful nowadays um, because of all of the misinformation out there. You know, I'm doing my own research, so on and so forth. So anyway, as soon as I uh, get a look at it, then we'll we'll distill it down for you. Okay. This is what I've been promising you. We're going to get into this a little more tomorrow because it deserves more time, but I, I, keep, I kept saying I was going to talk about it. It's important. So there was a story in the Gazette, Denver Mayor Mike Johnston's <clears throat> successful campaign to get 1,000 homeless out of city streets cost $45 million. Now, this we know that that number was fudged. And even even Kyle Clark at Nine News reported on this that the city was not being forthcoming that they were counting, they would put uh, they would put immigrants from out of 
the country into hotels for two weeks, and they would move them out, bring some other ones in, and move those out, bring some other ones in. So the grand total was not really a 1,000 people housed and then permanently housed. That's not happening. So you would think, okay, well, we're getting them off the street for a couple of weeks. What's that costing? A few thousand dollars? No. $45 million. $45 million. Johnson said the campaign to move 1,000 people indoors cost the city $45 million this year. That translates to roughly $45,000 per homeless person. By comparison, the state spends roughly $9,500 on, uh, on average per student in school. <laughs> I told you, this deserves more time. We'll get into this tomorrow. I think right off the bat, um, you're getting snowed, people. You are getting snowed. It's, this is insane that politicians are allowed to get away with this. It's absolutely insane. Anyway, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Dan Kaplis is coming up next with a fantastic show. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. We'll see you tomorrow. 630 K-Hop, Denver's Talk Station. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.